We're in Revelation chapter 20. We should finish that today. <clears throat> well, we will finish that today. <laughs> Whether we're finished or not. I, th I think, yeah, I think after three classes that ought to be enough. Um, let's, let's have a, a real uh, short uh, opening prayer. Almighty God in heaven, thank you. Always thank you. We appreciate you. Appreciate your son, and we're glad that we can study from your word even this morning. Please be with us as we do that. We'll keep an open mind, and we'll always try our best to do what's right and say what's right. And, uh, we won't add to your word, won't take away from it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to clarify something this morning that, that uh, I said Wednesday night that uh, Nathan was good enough to, to point out, and um, I appreciate that uh, from him a lot. Um, <clears throat> and we talked about the first resurrection. And I want to go back just a second to Ephesians 2. We'll also real quickly look at, at Romans 6. But he, <clears throat> because he's exactly right. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse um, 1. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, it says that Jesus made us alive. If you were made alive, then you were dead. And he says that you were dead. If you were dead and you're alive now, you were resurrected. No question about that. Um, then we drop down to verse 5 of Ephesians 2 uh, for emphasis. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. So there's no doubt that our first, the first resurrection for a Christian is when, when they are uh, baptized. And in Romans 6 and verse, well, let's just look at it. Romans 6, I believe in verse 4. Romans 6 and verse 4. Well, all, you know, Romans 6, the first maybe 14 verses, really. But in verse 4, <clears throat> Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. So Romans 6 is very clear that we are literally, well, I guess you could almost say that, literally uh, resurrected from the dead, dead being the old spiritual man, when we, we're, we're, we, we die with him, when we go down into the water, the sim symbolic water, the water, not symbolic, we come up out of the water, and we are resurrected. That is the first resurrection. Nathan, 100% correct. He sure is. And it goes on to say in, in, in Romans 6 that we, are, we crucify our old man with Jesus. In a sense, we're on the cross when we, when we die with Jesus and that he raises us from the dead just as he was raised from the dead. So I wanted to clarify that, that that's 100% correct. Um, what Nathan said. <clears throat> I think in the context of, of Revelation 18, 19, and 20, particularly when he gets down to verse, um, uh, verse 8, he talks about the great battle of Gog and Magog. Now we're going, what? Gog was the king of that of the region in that uh, uh, Middle East. And he was oh, the king of Magog, and he got a bunch of his 
king buddies together, and they're going to finish off the Israelites. And God says, you think you are. That's not going to happen. In fact, he says, I'll lead you away with hooks in your, in your jaw. I'll show you who, who's going to be boss here. So um, they were in Babylonian captivity. They were down and out. Uh, Israel, God's Israel was down and out, and, 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 and Gog says, and I'm going to finish it, finish the job. They looked hopeless. Uh, that didn't happen. So the fact that, that and a couple other things he mentions here, uh, for, for Jesus to, to, to go back to Gog and Magog in a helpless situation, and the church with, with uh, Rome being in a, we'll call it a helpless situation, and seemingly hopeless situation. And he said, you remember Gog and Magog? How'd that work for him and them? It took seven, eight months to bury the dead after that big battle. In fact, he said seven months, I believe it's seven months, seven months later, you go back and if you see any bones left that hadn't been buried by all these burial parties, put a marker there and we're gonna clean this land up again. Gog and Magog and the Persians and, the, and the, all those people uh, uh, have polluted this land and bury every one of them. And it took seven months. Well, that's how many were killed. So I, I think uh, metaphorically, if you, if you want to call it that, when he talks about Gog and Magog and we know what was going on with Rome and remember the, the battle of Armageddon in, 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 in um, Revelation 16, um, if it had been a prize fight, they'd have called it for no contest. Uh, in baseball, they used to have what's called the mercy rule. After you got behind 10 or 12 runs or whatever it was, they called the game the mercy rule. Well, with, when you fight against God, you may as well uh, invoke the mercy rule because you lost. So I think that's where I was coming up with that first resurrection that in a sense, maybe stretching a touch, but I don't think too much, in a sense, the church, which was down and out, and they were going to finish them off, in a sense, were resurrected. I think in that context. But literally, Ephesians 2 and Romans 6, no question, that's the first resurrection. So I just wanted to, wanted to clean that up just a little bit. Everybody okay with that? Okay, thank you. Um, I want to look uh, just a, a couple of minutes also in verse 6 when it talks about <clears throat> that they, the ones who have died, uh, and probably hundreds of thousands of Christians have been put to death over a period of a, two or three hundred years, probably, before it's all over, uh, that they shall be priests of God. Now, what is the role of a priest? Okay, a, a leader, a teacher, public service, public leader of worship, lands. Okay, sacrifices. In the old law, was there a, a mediator, so to speak? Could, could, could just the average Joe go into the, uh, to the um, uh, tabernacle and, uh, and go into the holy place and the most holy place could not they needed a an, an emissary a a uh, mediator a, a priest and then 
they had a high priest that went into once a year into the most holy place. So uh, they made intercession, if you will, for the people. The people did not have access to, to, to God. Now, Jesus is our high priest. Do we have access to him directly? Can Ryan go to God today? And he will. Direct, does, it, does he need anybody, a priest, you know, like we see some of the, some of the, 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 the false religions today? No, you don't. You don't. So um, we, we are priests. Now, you think, well, that sounds good. Can you prove that? Well, many times. Many times can, can we see that. Uh, uh, God is, uh, Jesus is our high priest, and we're priests. Somebody go to, to um, 1 Peter 2. In verse 5, and then after verse 5, drop down to verse 9, and I'll let you read that when you get there. Read it kind of loud if you would. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Then in verse 9, Homer. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own pe special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you. When we become Christians, we don't need um, uh, intercessor anymore other than Jesus himself. We have access. We are living stones in this spiritual building. And we are priests in that we have access directly to God through Jesus, our high priest. Under the old law, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. So uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a real sense, we are priests uh, in the household of God as Christians. Um, and all this other stuff's man-made that, 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 we, that we see today. Does that make sense? Uh, whether it makes sense or not, that, that's... Maybe it's because I didn't say it right. That's what the Bible says, and we'll just have to go, kind of go with that. Um, in Revelation 1 and verse, verses 5 and 6, what does that say? Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6. Anybody got that? And for Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and released us from our sins by his blood, and he has made us to be a kingdom priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Do we need help to misunderstand those, those verses? We need help to misunderstand it. We don't need help to understand it. Um, so I, I, I want to bring that out. <clears throat> um, any questions or comments before we go on to the next verse? Don and then Ryan. Right. When you look at, at the world's population now, it has to be those individuals who met the criteria that he set apart to be sanctified to the services of priests. They'll follow, follow Jesus, do what he says, obey those commands, and be sanctified in the way that he specified. 
which is washed in his blood or, or cleansed in his blood through baptism. Okay. Uh, I think that's absolutely true. Um, in verse 7, oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. No, no, no. Sure? Okay. Uh, verse 7, now when the thousand years had expired, Satan will be released from his prison. Hmm. Where's Satan now during that thousand years? He's on a chain, uh, but he still can be active. But his power is limited. Now, there's only three verses here, and that's a, it's hard. To, I don't want to get out too far on a limb with only three verses. But it says, after this, remember that 10 is a, is a complete number in the book of Revelation. And, and if 10 wasn't enough, he said 10 times 10 times 10. That's, that's a, the 1,000 in, in his, God's complete time. Uh, he said, when that is up, when that's over, I'm going to let Satan out for a little while. Right before the end. Are we there now? I suspect we are. Could we have been there since 2,000 years? We could be. We could be. Um, that's why I put here. Well, I guess I didn't. Let me look here a second. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I highlighted the word perhaps twice and bolded and bold. Perhaps. It's the last great effort of Satan before the end when God... God said, I'm, I'm, you're in the abyss, and I've got the key to that abyss, and i got you on a chain, just like that dog I talked about Wednesday night. Don't make fun of a dog unless he's on a chain. Um, Satan was on the chain. He's not on the chain now, I don't believe. And perhaps it, it's that great period of wickedness immediately prior to the second coming. I believe that's what it, what it is. Hundred percent, no. But could that be it? Yes, it absolutely could could be could be that. Perhaps, bold, italic, perhaps it could be comparable to the days of Noah in Luke 17. In the days of Noah, did they know was life going on like normal? People married, given in marriage. Did Jesus say that'd be going on when he comes back? It's going to come like, he's going to come like a thief in the night. It's going to be quick. It's going to be sudden. Not going to be a lot of warning. Going to be shouting. There's going to be trumpets blowing. And it's going to be loud. And that's the end. Jesus said, uh, before that, I'm going to let Satan out a while. And give him one more final shot. I believe we're in that time. When did it start? Now that I don't, nobody knows. And I wouldn't dare go out on that limb. But perhaps that's true. Ooh, boy, I may have opened up something there. Uh, <clears throat> questions or comments on that? <clears throat> Pardon me. Anyone? Okay. No? Verse 9. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Sean, any thoughts on that one? I'll still lost the last verse. Well, I know. 
I can do that. <clears throat> Verse, you know, we, here again, we don't know 100% about all this, but Satan's going to be released for a little while. Then there's going to be judgment. He's going to give us a picture of this judgment. And you're in that picture, by the way. You're not dead yet, but you're in that picture. I'm in that picture. When we're all standing before there and the books are open, you want to look to the future, there you are. We'll get to that verse in a minute. <clears throat> Could it be before the end that, that the saints are, if, if this, here again, it's symbolic, I get that, uh, that things get so bad and, and Satan thinks he wins, just like he did in the Valley of the Dry Bones in Ezekiel 37, 38? And in Ezekiel 39, with Gog and Magog, they think they've got this, and then, boom, they don't. Could be that. Could be that. I'm going to move on here pretty quickly. This just Gary. sounds to me like this. This time is talking about the whole earth, as opposed to just Roman time. So that's the last time it's coming. It's going to be the whole earth. I lean toward that, Gary. I, I, I do. I, I really do. Because after Satan's release for a while, then in verse 10, the devil, Satan, who'd been released for a little while, who deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. To me, that's the judgment. That is the literal judgment. And right before that, things are going to get really bad. And then God's going to pull the plug, just like he did with Noah. Are we in that time period? Probably, but that's up to you on that one. Yes, sir? Oh, please. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is the scariest part to me is forever and ever eternity. That's the scariest part. That's the scariest part. We've all done the first resurrection, if you're a Christian. This second one, the second death, we, we died to sin and, and was baptized to be uh, in, in Jesus' kingdom. You don't want to be in this, this second death. You don't want to go there because it's forever. And who is it prepared for him coming, Carol? Who is it prepared for? The devil and his angels. It's very clear. Carol? I just have a question. I'm unclear on that beast of Noah and your reference. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Did I not? Was it the wrong verse? I just don't understand what that meant. I don't see that in Luke 17, 26, and 27? Maybe I wrote the oh, scripture down. 30, I don't know where you got that. Okay. Oh, you know what? I, don't start that small stuff now. I've, I've heard that before. I may have put the wrong verses up. It's actually, okay, 26 and 27, Luke 17. Just, okay, you're, you're good. Uh, in the days of Noah, 
Okay. Sure, for sure. Um, Don, real quickly. Just real quick, for study purposes, because we don't have time, go back and look at what the demons said to Jesus as they were being released. Before our time. Our time is not up yet. Don't destroy us because our time is not up yet. Right. They knew what was going to happen <clears throat> to them in that final judgment. Right. At the final time, they knew their destruction was there. Jude... Uh, Maybe verse 4, verse 6. Um, the, the angels that left their first abode, heaven. Here again, there's that great... I don't know what that war was about. But they left their first abode. Where are they right now? They're in chains in the blackness of darkness. Now, the Jude could have said blackness, and I get it. He could have said darkness, and I get it. When he says blackness of darkness... That's, that's dark. And he said, there are angels there now who left their first abode. Satan, one of them, I don't know. Could have been. And they're, they're waiting there in the abyss until the end. And that's, that's what, who hell was created for. Uh, but there are some religions that says, uh, once you die, you know, you're, you're dead. You're dead all over. You won't be resurrected. The Bible is, doesn't teach that at all. And this is one of the verses. And there are, there are other verses as well. Um, and it's forever and ever. As a little kid, have you ever sat around uh, uh, thinking about, I'm going to try to think about forever. How long does that take before your mind goes into overload and go, doesn't compute? It's, you don't want to go there on the forever, be on the forever side of, of torment in, in, in the abyss, at the second death. And be with the devil and his angels. That's not good company. Uh, Billy Joel had a song one time, a long time ago, maybe in the 80s, that said, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than, than cry with the saints. Not me. There is no comfort in hell of being with all the sinners and like you're going to be, well, at least I'm in good company. No, you're in terrible company. And there's not going to be any singing uh, and it's, it's going to be a really, really bad place. We don't want to go there for the second death. We don't. That doesn't sound good. Don, we've got to move on this one. Um, <clears throat> verse 11, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who... Now it's going to get beautiful. And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. The earth, as it were, this, this God that we serve is so powerful and his son that even the earth, even the earth fled, fled away to get out of his presence because it was, it was too scary. It's too scary. And there's found no place for them. And, and as Rick pointed out the other night, uh, 2, 2 Peter 3 and verse 10 tells what's going to happen to the earth. It's going to be burned up. Going to be, it's going to be gone. It, it really is. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. Jesus paints it as how, what? Sheep and goats? My sheep on his right hand, goats on the left. Uh, the small and the great are going to be standing before God. And the books are going to be opened. And another book was opened which is the book of life. 
and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Someone turn, I got three or four passages I'd like to read before we get into explanation there. Philippians 4 and verse 3. Philippians 4 and verse 3. Malachi 3, verses 16 and 17. You don't hear that too often in this context, but I would like to just touch on that just for a second. Malachi 3, 16 and 17. Philippians 4 and verse 3. So Philippians 4 and verse 3. Who has that? Doug. Oh, okay. Indeed, true companion, I ask you also to help these women who have shared in my struggle in the cause of the gospel, together with Clement, also and the rest of my fellow workers, There were a couple of women there not getting along in Philippi. And he said, now y'all need to work that out. Because, and, their, and their names are written where again, Doug? In the book of life. In the book of life. Book of life. Um, so their names who are written in the book of life. Hebrews 1 and verse 1. I want to go back to the two books now. I'll come back to the, to the, the book was open. Hebrews 1 and verse 1, someone read that. Ryan, would you read that? Hebrews 1 and verse 1. The Ron books. Oh, I'm sorry, go right ahead. My bad. Ron, at various times and various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. As in these. As in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Now, someone tie Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2, to possibly, perhaps, I'm using that word a lot, perhaps, the, uh, and, the, and, the, and uh, the books were opened. Put your thinking cap just a little bit on that one. God, in the past, spoke to the heads of the families. What law were they under? They were under, yeah, the, 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 the family law, you know, wh whatever that was. The patriarchal law, if you will. God communicated to the heads of family some way, and they were responsible for that. What about, uh, has in these t last times spoke to us to the by, by the prophets now, uh, who, people under the old law, who were they accountable to? I mean, what... What, what standard are they, were they measured by or going to be measured by? The old law has in these last days spoken to us by a son. What law are, are, are we, we're in that time period, what, what, what are we going to be measured by? The uh, patriarchal law? Uh, the old law? That was for Jews. Uh, go ahead, Don. You're, you're dying. <clears throat> it was condemned by what Nebuchadnezzar had written after he came out of the wilderness. And there was a book that he was supposed to learn from that he did not. Right. And you've been found wanting. You did not follow what your granddaddy told you to. No, that, that, that's a good point. There are numerous books that the patriarchs had that did not include in the Moses Law that had fallen on through. So there is a multitude, as I see it, 
Okay. Almost like your library. Um, well, what's going to cleanse those people, Don? Uh, I'm you know, being facetious. Well, what's going to cleanse all those people under these various periods of time from their sins? One sacrifice, Jesus Christ. Well, how's his blood going to get back to those people? It does. Wherever. It covers it. It covers it. Now, they were accountable to live under the standard that God gave them. But uh, the blood and bulls and goats doesn't take away sin, right? I mean, that's real clear. Book of Hebrews, Galatians, I mean... Fill with that. Uh, so Jesus' blood is going to cleanse all these different periods of time. And we're, I, to me, I think that's what these books are. These books are open. Well, let's see. Um, Haggai, step forward here, sir. Uh, and he, you, you're judged by this. Lance, step forward. I, who knows how it's going to be, but maybe he'll judge us all at the same time. We've got no place to go. I mean, well, what if he judges one at a time? Well, where are you going? No place to go. So uh, how he's going, I don't know how he's going to do it. That's his business, but he'll take care of his business. Uh, Lance, you got a uh, comment? Uh, I was going to say, Jesus' sacrifice does not change the rules that we are under and the sins that we committed. What it does is it, it, it forgives us of those sins regardless of what law we are under. Yep. Uh, we're gonna, we'll talk a little bit about the Lord's Supper table in the morning. In, in a moment, I got that too today. I'm sorry, you may get tired of my face, but um, <laughs> worthy is the Lamb. We talk about you know the saints winning the war in, in Revelation, and, and we do. The theme, really, when you boil it all down, Revelation five, well, other, other places as well, but um, worthy is the Lamb. Nothing is possible without the lamb that was able to break those seals. And nothing is possible for all those people who are dead and gone by thousands of years without the lamb shedding his blood. So true. And are we thankful for that as much as we should be? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, comments on that, uh, questions on the judgment. We'll all be there. We will all be there. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Will someone turn there real quickly? While you're doing that, someone turn to Hebrews 9.27. Hebrews 9.27. And then turn to John 5.28 and 29. So there's three of those. Uh, John 5.28 Hebrews uh, 9.27 and 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. This just corroborates, if you will. This stands on its own. It doesn't need any, but we'll, we'll get a little bit of that as well. Who has uh, Hebrews 9.27? Okay, uh, Tom Bourne. Go ahead. Doug, uh, Tom, I mean. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. After we die, there are no second chances. You can't buy your way out of Purgatory and the, all, the, all these things, there are no second chances. After death comes the judgment. 
Uh, after death, we all stand before the, uh, the throne of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Um, I thought we were saved by grace. We are. But then what Michelle just read, uh, what, are, what are a couple of words that stick out there, Michelle, real quickly on we're going to be judged by? Deeds, good or bad, it's going to depend on which side you're on, what you've done. There, there, are, there are things that he requires us to do and we should want to do, but could we do anything to merit salvation? No, we could not. But once Jesus came, he expects us to be active and busy, because what does he say? Remember, in this same scene, uh, Matthew 25, um, Lord, um, when did we see you thirsty again? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you uh, sick, when did we not come visit you? We didn't see you. What did Jesus say? In that you did not do, for these are the least of my brethren, you didn't do it to me. Do? I thought it was by grace. It is. But there are things we have to do. Out of love. Out of love. Yeah, not, not compulsory. Uh, sometimes they're not pleasant, sometimes, but you know what? You do them anyway. Uh, Jason's got a thing, at, I think, in his office that says, uh, I'll see if I get this right. He's a John Wayne fan. Um, fear, let's see. Fear is when you're afraid, but you saddle up anyway. You've seen that one? We, we don't always, you know, elders, we, we face some things where we just as soon not have to go and talk to somebody or do something. But like, Sean's lesson this morning, we have to do it. How it's received, not always good. Not always received well. But we did what we had to do, and, and you do the same things. It's not always easy. Any thoughts on that? There are deeds we have to do, and they're going to determine what side of Jesus that we stand on, on his right side or on his left side. And it's going to be too late for them. Everybody's going to be a believer on that day. Too late. It's too late. Grace through faith. So are you saying <clears throat> that that uh, there's more to being a Christian than, than coming on Sunday and Wednesday? What? Yeah, what? Yes. There is. There certainly is. There are things we have to do. Find out what you can do. Find out what I can do. We all got different talents. We, we really do. Any other thoughts before we get the last verse or two? Look, look at verse 14. <clears throat> we're down to about two minutes. That's okay. We're gonna be, I think we're going to be okay. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. 
This is the second death. Death in Hades. Oh, what is Hades? We can call it an intermittent state, a, a place where after the body dies, the soul goes. I don't know about that word, but um, there are um, Luke 16. Remember, the rich man died and was buried. And in torment, he looked up. He was dead, but he's still in torment. And Lazarus died, and he, they were both in the Hadean realm, the, the, the realm of the, of the dead, the realm of the unseen. It must have two compartments of some way, way above it. Anybody that's seen it hadn't been come back to tell us what, it, what it's like. But anyway, Hades and death delivered up the dead. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Three things people are terrified of. Drowning. Burning. Darkness. He has used and he will use all three of those to torment people. The first was obviously during the flood, the drowning. And we just saw in the book of Jude where the blackness of darkness. And then there's going to be fire, which probably cannot even be measured on any kind of a scale. And if that's not bad enough, it's going to be so dark you can't even see the fire. Okay, figure that out. That's, a, that, that, that's just what it says. Questions, comments, we'll start on Revelation 21. Oh, we got one more comment on Wednesday night, Revelation 21. And real, that's a good point. Real quickly, think about that for a second. That God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust, the good and the evil. The evil people sharing God's blessings, not then. God's presence, God's everywhere. He will not be there. You're on your own uh, forever. 